Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowland. Take a dose of every day. How am I supposed to stay in a world built on empty ways? And the lessons of all the rage. Thanks for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. Rob Snow White here. We have Series 2, Episode 43, transitioning from East Coast to the Rocky Mountains with Justin Chavone. We're going to discuss his honeymoon in Scotland and how fly fishing has changed for him from moving from the D.C. metro area to the Rocky Mountains. Everything from rods, reels, lines, flies, leaders, tippets, and the fact that people just frankly respect the outdoors out there and there's not as much litter. Sit back, relax, drink in Odell's, and enjoy this one. If you happen to listen to this before the fly fishing show this Friday, go take a picture with Justin at the angling bookstore tag myself justin and the show and uh maybe i'll get some prizes out to you last but not least if you need some bacon flies let me know i can tie those up and send them out to you just got to make sure you tell me if you want them heavy or heavy because there's a difference all right y'all enjoy this one (laughs) 
So let's uh, introduce yourself, and then I want to talk about your honeymoon trip, and then we'll get to your migration from east to west. Right on. So who is this Justin character we're speaking with? Uh, my name is Justin Chavone, and I, I that's about all there is. I don't know. You you introduced me. Uh, so Justin's one of the fishing buddies. He did a snakehead tournament this year. He's the one that was eating the whole time. <laughs> He was stacking up. So if you haven't seen Watermelon Boy yet, you need to look up hashtag Watermelon Boy. He was a kid at a Australian rugby match over the weekend that brought in like a, a soccer ball sized watermelon and ate the whole thing. <laughs> like it rind, seeds, everything. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> so uh, so Justin was stacking watermelon like like it was a club sandwich and eating it because it was hot out when he had to hydrate. So And I only had one hand, so you yeah. gotta do what you gotta do, right? Yeah. So uh so you got married in twenty fourteen? Fifteen. Twenty fifteen, yeah. yes. I forgot what date. Yeah. yeah. And has she has Talia thrown all your stuff out yet? Close. Pretty close. But no, we, we haven't gotten there yet. So All right. No, not and and you moved from Alexandria, Virginia. Yeah. To to north of the Springs? Yeah, well, about the Springs, Springs area, yeah. Okay, and uh, let's start off with your your honeymoon. So we have some some friends in Scotland that listen to the podcast. Yeah, right on. Big thanks to those guys for sure. Yeah. So you want to? Uh, yeah, Malcolm. Go into. Yeah, Malcolm uh, McClellan. I think it would be how you pronounce his name. We never actually got to meet, but uh, he really facilitated a lot of the trip because my hands were tied. So for any listeners that want to go over there and fish, uh, definitely um, make sure that you. So you're going to use fishing pal and to set up the beat, obviously. Um, but you're going to need to tell your credit card that you're going to be making a transaction that's going to be binged far away because none of mine went through. So Malcolm reserved the beat for me and I was able to reimburse him. But I'm sure there's not too many people that have contacts over there. Um, I was fortunate enough to know you who provided me one. But um, yeah, so he, he got me a beat over there on, on the River Spay for two days. And uh, when we were over there, we made a big old road trip around and in our caravan and uh got to the river spay i think there was about three days left in the trip and uh the first day we got to it and i fished all day in the rain going for atlantic uh salmon and it was tough you know the, the fishing was really really tough and unfortunately i kind of had a, a rough go at it at first with the weather and everything and you know but by the end of the day cast were good down and across was looking sweet but uh, nothing, you know, no fish. And so we went to the local watering hole, this whiskey bar, and uh, where I met some Austrians who uh, who actually had a, a good day on the water, and they shared some uh, some of their uh, their scoop, and I was able to stick one the next day on uh, on their beat. In fact, it was it was quite the story. Uh, these guys were fishing the same beat I was going to fish the next day, and uh, yeah, they were they were crazy. So they're drinking. Uh, pretty heavily and celebrating and I'm drinking heavily just to, to lick my wounds. And so they gave me a fly. In fact, this little pink salmon fly. Uh, I was going a bit big the day before fishing at 12 actually. And, uh, they were on really small flies and, uh, yeah, it was a pink little, little, uh, shrimp and did the work, did the job. And yeah, it was good. about four foot of uh, T14 and about uh, two feet of a uh, 16 pound, uh, spider wire or line i don't know what it was the guy had given it to me but yeah it was it was awesome man 
And was Talia down with the uh, two-handed rod casting out there? Yeah, you know, I had her on the lock, and she was so excited. Uh, when we were on Lock Loman, I had her out and just practicing. And I was like, hey, you know, you're going to get stoked and, and fish with me? And she's like, yeah, for sure. But then we couldn't get her waders. So she just kind of read uh, her book at the cabin while I fished, which was was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, it was – dude, that's a lot of work, man, that – that old spay spay gig, but I love it. You know, it was, it was, it was cool. Is there much spay casting out in the Rocky mountains? You know, uh, I was on the Colorado about a month ago and I really wish I had at least a switch rod. That, that's a, that's a wide river. And you got a 10 foot six now. I do. Yeah. I broke the tip on it. Just the tip, Uh-oh. man. But it, yeah, I broke it. It's, and I'm kind of salty about it. Yeah. I'll get you the dress to send it back in. All right, cool. Yeah, for sure. That'd be great. But, Nice, nice. But yeah. Oh, and you know, we should mention the Malcolm and those guys have an, an app over there, the Spay Gilly. And uh, for any Spay guy, that's it's a great app. I mean, they have like tutorials on on ca- all the different casts and uh, some some fly recipes. It's, it's pretty cool. Just check it out for sure. And is that available in the U.S. also? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, it and like I said, it's just not. It's not. You know, there's definitely concentration with the with the rivers over there and, and their styles. But, you know, that's definitely applicable over here as well, for sure. Yeah. All right, so now you're uh, you're out west. Definitely. So I want to talk about some of the the finer things, and the, the compare and contrast, if you will, mm-hmm. of the East Coast crowded, not very many streams to the plethora of fishing opportunities out there. So um, let's just go with river size. How, how are the rivers different east to west? Like comparing, I guess, like the Savage or Beaver, Big Honey Creek, Mossy to yeah, t- tailwaters and whatnot. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a the East Coast. Those rivers are definitely smaller. Um, the tailwaters out here have just been just been awesome. I mean, the the bugs. I think the biggest noticeable thing at first for me was was the bugs uh, size wise. They're just they're just so much smaller here. Fishing, I mean, eighteen to twenty fours, and on the regular over here where I'm, you know, fishing 14 to 18s, I think on the West coast, you know, or excuse me on the East coast, but yeah. So, so tiny stuff. Is that just cause the fly, I'm going to kind of just play like I've never fished out West. Yeah, for sure. Is that cause the flies are smaller that they're eating or is that because of pressure? Yeah. You know, I, it's probably a little of both, but the, the flies out here are definitely smaller. And I mean, on the tailwater right now, what's cooking is, you know, really small BWO and other betas mayflies and, uh, uh, you know, midges and, and trichos and stuff. So it's, it's a small game right now, especially winter speaking. Uh, but you know, uh, it, it produces, man, if you, you know, I, I, I basically have a, a, a sight fly, you know, a size 18 or so parachute that I can key in on visually and find that fly and, and fish the, uh, the small guy, right. About, you know, 12 inches off of it. And, and sometimes even three flies, you know, go to that, that, that visual fly to your, to your small, uh, doll or, you know, merger BWO or whatever you want to fish to, uh, even like, you know, a, a nymph, like the, uh, the RS2 just completely slays out here. It's, it's amazing. That fly is so filthy. Oh, it's disgusting. I love it. And I, I think I told the story about the like Norwegian ski bunny that sold me my first RS2s. Oh no, asked I, I never heard of that. And I was just like uh you are amazing <laughs> yeah right and of course i i just didn't follow up 
Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 That one flies dirty. It's awesome. Yeah. And then try fishing them, take some super hair and use a little bit of that as the tails and make it like an emerger. Oh, cool. Yeah. And like sink it down under the film. Nice. That's, I used to just use that thing up on the yellow breeches all the time as a dropper. Is that right? Yeah, so good. It is. It is the best dropper, dude. You know what? My my nymphing game out here. It, I I don't need. I mean, I haven't needed it yet. Uh, I've been every time I've been to the river. There's been consistently rising fish, and I don't get it because everyone else is nymphing. I get it. They're catching bigger fish, maybe that way. But I don't know, man. I I can't really seem to not not want to catch those rising fish even if there is an opportunity to catch a, a lunker and to be honest with you that that's what really was cool there's so many fish up here that they need to come up and i've caught some big fish on the top for sure and in, in the film too i think that's one of the biggest underutilized or used tactic you know fishing fishing the film I, it, it just it works well, let's keep going riverside. So you fish in tailwaters, you fish in between reservoirs and like a tailwater that's yeah. meandering through a stream. Are there f- spring creeks, freestones? Yes. What, what kind of rivers do you encounter? So, I mean, it's winter right now, so I've been really focusing on on tailwaters. Um, you know, the 11 Mile and, and you know, the South Platte's got a little cold, so I've been heading, you know, south down to uh, the Pueblo area. So I see, see my uh, friends down there. What's up, Brother Dave? Uh, yeah, but, oh, by the way, uh, this dude just caught a freaking saw guy on, uh, midge pupa nymphing. How, how does that work? You know, that's bizarre. Yeah. That picture was pretty crazy. It, right. Yeah. So yeah. Dave stuck that thing and I was like, I thought it was a walleye at first. And then he's like, it's a saga. And I was like, well, that's cool. Yeah. I've never seen a sauger. I've only seen like three walleye in my life. Four actually. So I wouldn't even know. <laughs> I kind of walleye on lake erie with fruit loops when i was like eight years old put them on my eerie dearie yeah go. those were the days <laughs> yeah have you done cheeseman canyon oh, i've never fished yes cheeseman's awesome i've done it a couple times so it's a great hike in um actually i stuck a really nice fish there off your uh off your uh bacon fly man like a yeah, 18 and a half inch uh cut bow I had some dude measure because he was trying to tell me it was like 24 inches. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not that, it's not that big. But we measured it up. It was a nice fish. Um, just throwing meat in between these big rocks up there. And it's 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 nice. And there's a lot of a lot of nice surface activity up to up there too. But I think most of those guys up there are just getting, you know, it's just typical tailwater, getting midge patterns down and dirty, and people seem to do pretty well up there. But the, but the hike in is really nice, man. I mean, it's a beautiful view over the reservoir, and it's not it's not too um, it's not too accessible, you know. And in fact, I actually had got uh, altitude sickness up there. You know. Yeah, man, I puked all over Cheeseman, and in fact, it was that time where I stuck that big fish. I stuck him, landed him, you know, admired him, let him go, and then I I looked at these kids that I was down there with, and I was like, yeah, man, I'm I'm out of here. I'm about to, you know get real sick and uh they're like we'll we'll walk you out and thank god they did man because i got really sick yikes yeah man hey can you can you ask siri by the microphone what your altitude is right now yeah for sure oh i know what, what it is right now it's it's six thousand feet where i'm in the springs all right let's see where i am what's my altitude looks like you're at 345 feet 
<laughs> yeah, I'm at six, dude, for sure. I know that to be, and because Denver's at like five, I believe. Yes. So we're and uh, have you thrown the bake the double bacon yet? Yeah, articulated I th- bacon. I, yeah, I threw it. Um, I threw it in East Coast on uh, the the Christmas fish up at Yellow Creek, um, uh, Trout Club, and uh, you know they just weren't on streamers. I didn't. I just didn't move any fish. So I went to um, to Hare's ear size 18 okay. stuck a stuck a beautiful brown nice yeah that place is awesome we do it every yeah. year we do it every year up there other christmas fish so so for the listeners um i i articulated my bacon fly and i have it being tested now in the field with uh justin out there and then with thomas perkins on his uh local adventures around here so Waiting to hear back on, on how it does. I'm gonna throw that up at Cheeseman for sure. I mean, oh, and that fly is dirt. The action on that fly, Rob, is sweet, man. It, well done. Yeah, it really looks nice. Woohoo! Uh, I should just call it bacon with a side of bacon. Yeah, that is a good name for it. Cause yes. and uh, dude, I, I tell you, man, you gotta. Have you thrown it yet yourself? Yeah, it's like a wet sock. Yeah, it's tough to throw for sure. But I mean, right. you can get it out if you can get it out there and get it down and. I'm sure it's gonna wreck. I, I yeah, I'm sure gonna. My sights are cheeseman with it. That's funny you ask about that, because um, I'm definitely gonna throw it up there. That there's just there's just so many big rocks up there, and these these fish have so much cover. You know, it's, it's a no brainer. So what about river access? Are you finding that you can kind of just jump in wherever you want? It depends. How do you find these spots? Do you other books? Do you have like maps from shops? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, the guides booked. What was who was who wrote that? Dorsey. Yeah, Pat Dorsey. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, Will. Yeah, yeah. So that going to local fly shops, but you know it depends on the river. The South Platte's been pretty accessible, uh, but that you know it has its private spots. Um, the the Arkansas dude is freaking private all all up and down it. The Arkansas. Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> yes. Oh man, what? What do I know? It, well, I, I would try to pronounce the Esopus in New York. I don't know if that's right. Yeah. I could call it the Esopus. I like Someone's like, no, it's the Esopus. I was like, uh, okay. I like the Esopus better. For like 30 years, I had always thought it was called the Esopus. <laughs> nice. And then my wife's friend's like, no, I just dropped you off in the... I was like, oh, okay. That's what you call it. <laughs> that's Yeah. Well, I mean, however you pronounce it, the Arkansas, Arkansas... It's uh, it's got a lot of private water. Oh, and speaking of the Arkansas, I actually was able to take some of the lessons learned over there in Scotland. When I got back, I fished the uh, some of the. I actually camped up there, and I used what they they don't call it the swing over there. They call it down and across, apparently. Uh, but I used the down and across approach over there in some of that faster water in the shallower uh, sections. I cleaned up, man. Just throwing like a silver copper john to uh to traditional wet and then to uh a blue wing and red qu- or a red quill emerger depending on you know what was what was kind of active and um yeah i did really well have you thrown any uh jumbo johns i you know what i have yeah i've tried to get it i haven't ha- i haven't stuck anything with that thing yet but um maybe maybe this spring it gets down that's what i like about it you know it's like i don't need any split shot with it i've been th- I've, I've caught fish off of the fly that i've you know uh fished from that but i have not stuck anything out here with that jumbo john yet 
right. maybe a carp or something in the spring here. Yeah. Have you uh, have you come across like spots you wanted to fish and they're just posted like so and so's fishing club? You cannot fish here. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like no, no trespassing, barbed wire. Right, yeah, Decker, right above Decker's, there's so many freaking sexy spots, but that's that um, club or whatever there. Uh, well, I forget the name of it, but the, right between that and Cheeseman, you know, is that club. So I've wanted to fish that, and that's that's a no-go. And then definitely some spots on the, the Arkansas. And then, um, you know, you know what's really accessible is actually Pueblo. Um, that whole tailwater is, is pretty nice. It's, it's so popular, though. It's getting crowded. Uh, is what about the one uh one of the listeners came into the shop a couple weeks ago and gave me a spot that i sent you have you been to that one which let's we'll keep it on the down low yeah no i i actually fished pueblo instead because it's, it's just been on fire i uh i wanted to get up there but uh, you know it's like a three hour drive versus an hour drive and i know one's fishing well and i don't know about the other but i'll definitely check that out whenever i'm out that way for sure and if you ever get up to Steamboat, let me know because we've got friends that have got a lot of private water outside of town. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. I'll, I'll definitely be up that way. Yeah, it was stocked over 100 years ago. Is that right? Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, let me know on that. For, definitely love to fish that. Yeah. So what What about bugs? What are the fish eating out there that might be different than, than back here? Out here, I mean, you can catch anything on like – a Mr. Rapidan yeah. or a, a hair's ear nymph. Right, right. They're not too particular, but are you finding like there's just different species, different colors, different sizes? Yeah. Um, I mean, so much so where where we would say blue and all of they're just saying betas because there's just so many different sizes. And I've been seeing consistently 20 to 30 um, – I'm equating that to the size fly, but anywhere from size 20 to size 30 – Bluing alls right now have been so strong. It's almost like clockwork down on some of the rivers where it's like one o'clock comes, here comes the bugs. Um, the red quills too, uh, they were they were pretty active in the fall here. Speaking to where you know I got here in August, and uh, I caught some some of the end ending uh, hatches. I'll tell you, there's a noticeable lack of caddis I've seen. Especially, I thought I'd run into more October caddis. It wasn't the case. Um, sporadic you know, here and there, but not too, not too heavy. And, you know, these are just my experiences. I'm sure your listeners have probably found otherwise, right. but you're, you're still, you're still new out there. Yeah, you're definitely. like a, pu- you're like a little puppy out there. I am. Yeah. Still learning the ropes. Dude, learning so much. I mean, so much. I think, you know what, these fish out here, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of catch and release sections that I fish and they're just so picky. If you have the, you know, if you have the wrong stage of the bug, you know, you're not, they're not, they're spitting and it's, or they're, uh, they're, they're, uh, refusing. You know, but it's just so much fun to figure that out, you know? Yeah, that's part of the whole fly fishing. That's why we do yeah, it. I mean, sure. I, like I said, I could go out with a spinning rod and probably catch like 10 snakeheads a weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. I want the challenge of yeah, it. Yeah. I want to get them on, on fly, man. I just ordered. Uh... The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history, designed by John Browning. The 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. 
200, no, wait, 24 inches, 240 inches of Rainy's foam for gutless frogs for the year. Nice. Yeah. I love that fly. Yeah, man. That's a good fly. And I'm, I just got some loon, um, the loon UV cure. Nice. So uh, the other company that I'd been using never returned phone calls and emails or social media requests. So I sent an email to Loon and they got back to me in like 30 minutes and convinced me which ones to use and purchased those yesterday. Yeah, man. I got a new, got a new vice yesterday too. What'd you get? I just got a regal titanium. Nice. Not titanium, whatever the silver one is. Maybe it's titanium. That's sweet. I got one for Christmas yeah. too, man. I got the, uh, that gold stand one. Nice. Yeah. Pretty stoked. No more beat ass vice for me. Yeah, man. You had that old, uh, like, the one that you get at Marshall's. Yeah, right? And I was, like, too proud to to get a good one. And then I realized that the bugs out here are so small. And the that vice wouldn't hold anything smaller than, like, 22, 24, right. if I was lucky. Some of the nymphs. But, yeah. Yeah, the regals are freaking sweet. Have you – do you know the trick about kind of bending one of those small flies in the vice to kind of offset the hook for easier hookup? No, no. Just pull that hook a little bit towards you so the hook is offset from the point below it. Yeah. And you might get some better hookups. Nice. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. Especially yeah. with those small-ass flies, man. Uh, are you excited for, like, salmon flies in the in the spring? Yeah, I'm excited for any for freaking topwater fly I can see, man, to be completely honest with you. I'm getting sick of the midges and, and the BWOs and, and fishing yeah. small trichos and stuff like that. Um, but, hey – as long as they're coming up top, I guess I can't complain. Right, right. You got pale morning duns will be out yeah, there in sure. a couple months. Now, what size do you recommend for those out here? Um, I do like a 14 and 16, just kind of white one. You know, just do a big one with a little one. If they're not eating the little one, then just drop it down. Yeah, all right. Keep the big one as a cider. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. That's what I want to hear, 14s and 16s. Heck yeah, man. And what about liters? What are you, you throwing uh, fluorocarbon? You got to go down to like 22X? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just bought some fluorocarbon because, uh, you know, just for a stronger hookup because I'm fishing 7X really right now. Uh, and I had every intention to start nymphing more. So I bought a bunch of uh, tippet fluorocarbon and I just haven't been nymphing. So I, it's been doing fine up top. I like the stretch of the, the mono, but, um, you know, it is stronger. But my, you know, I'm all hand-tied leaders out here. I do my own little thing with it. Um, really, really long. I'd say my average leader right now is 12 feet. Um, and it's soft because those fish just spook so easy here. And I'm just, you know, and it's all been like sight fishing, man. Like finding finding rising fish and just fishing towards them, putting that fly over their head. It's really the only chance you have on the top of here if I found it looks like your fish are, are pretty damn colorful out there. They are, man. I'm chasing the wild ones. That's why. Yeah, it's just, you know, the diet that they're just crushing protein all day. All day, man. Like, you, you had a cut bow like a week ago you posted on it. What's your Instagram? Uh, for those? J underscore Chavon. S C H. How would you spell Yeah, that? I'll spell it for you. S C H I A V O N E. Yeah, J then underscore then that last name. Yeah, check it, check it out, man. Uh, they're. I've got like two friends, but they, uh, the cutbows up there are freaking so colorful and they're so cool to get into because I mean, as you know, we don't have much cutthroat activity on the East coast 
and so anytime I've run into, I've just been, I've just been kind of enamored and fascinated with them and just, you know, it's kind of convoluted, you know, it's not so, you know, really cut and dry with, um, what's, you know, what's going on with those species. Cause I found some, some rainbows are just, just a hint. I mean, if they, if I didn't turn them over and look under their, under their, uh, underbelly and see some warns, I would have never known they had any cutthroat in them. So it's kind of interesting. Excellent. Uh, that's what I got next. Uh, okay. So flies, what, what flies are you mainly using? We got RS2 down. Yeah. You said, uh, RS2's BWOs. I'm sorry. What was that one? Are, are there any like local flies that you've discovered out there? Yeah. There's a lot and of cool. You got like a, you got like a local fly shop you want to give a shout out to please do that yeah for sure um there's so there's there's a couple uh down close to me the uh you know there's there's one on the way to 11 mile right off of uh 24 that guy's awesome and I, i'm sorry dude i can't remember the shop name but he's uh he's sweet and then the drift down by pueblo those guys are cool they have a ninja midge that's really nice you can hit you can uh fish out in the film or down dirty. Uh, and then there's a Pueblo. Let me see. I got to look it up. And for, if, if y'all haven't seen the new Pat Dorsey midge book, basically it's, it's ridiculous. We even have a bunch from, uh, from Matt miles. Oh yeah. Nice. Look out for him. Oh yeah. Ang- and that book is just chock full. Right. Angler's Covey. Yeah. Angler's Covey. Yeah. And, um, they're, they're sweet. I, I'm, I like those guys, but down by Pueblo's Ang- Angler's Addiction, my friends uh, Dave, Ron, and they're, they're they're pretty cool down there. You know, you know, I tie a lot of my own stuff. I just go in there and pick their brain and get you know fly patterns, and that's really basically it. And I kind of see my way out of the scene, but um, a lot of good people here. But the flies, man, you know, I tell you what, just having all your parachutes and your cat skills and you know different color and size. Is paramount. I, it's it's not it's not really brain brain uh, surgery. It's just having a good good wide range of size, color, gonna, and and stages. So I, I can interrupt real quick. So normally I have my fish tank on next to me. Yeah, and I, I get distracted by watching <laughs> while we're talking. Right on. Uh, a scud that's like a size sixteen just swim around the tank once. Nice. And there's a there's a snail just like right at the surface of the water. And he was just like totally just sitting on the snail, like, <laughs> really? like, like resting on it. Like it was, uh, like a ladder on the side of the pool. Nice. They're weird little creatures, man. That fish tank in is pretty cool. I'm, I'm jealous of that. Yeah. I mean, you got to get one out there for your bugs. I do. Yeah. A toddler on one. You got her like stoked on it. We're moving. Yeah. It's, it's the, uh, Amazon like full tank kit. It comes with everything but water. Nice. And it was like 70 bucks free shipping on prime right on man yeah we're gonna definitely do that for sure i'm trying to convince trad little to get one for for his place nice but i think he, i think he wants to start raising silkworms for the guts <laughs> or something. something something just like beyond comprehension with his uh tying skills nice i want to do that i want to do the uh the caddis uh and put some like gold and stuff down there and make let them make their little cocoons and sell them yeah. as jewelry I think my dragonfly ate most of my caddis because I can't find them. Dude, and, I, uh, I can believe that for sure. I, I need to get rid of that thing. He's a jerk. Yeah, he is. I bet he. I mean, yeah, I bet he is because they're definitely badass. That's 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 so interesting, man. I think that shrimp is just hanging out, man. Nice. He's just like swimming all around, hanging out on that snail. 
Uh, so how's tie material down there at your shop? In the shops, man, you, you got a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, they cater to a lot of uh, tying and stuff. Angler's Covey is where I've, I've been really getting my stuff and online. Um, oh, and Durangler's, dude, I love that shop. To give any shout out to any shop, I, I got to give some love to Durangler's. Those guys are awesome, and I love going down to the Animus. Oh, and by the way, my shrimp is swimming feet up on his back. Nice. So tie your shrimps upside down, kids, because they only crawl maybe 25% of the time on their legs. Usually they're on their side, but they like to swim upside down. So that's fascinating, man. Yeah. All right. So you got, you got those shops nailed down. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, speaking of scuds, dude, I was on, when I, when I said I was up on the Colorado and I wish I had that spade rod, I, you know, I, I really do. So I was limited to, to nymphing, uh, uh, just like, you know, the side I did well with a, uh, scud pattern. I stuck a really nice Brown actually with a, it was like a big scud too. It was probably 14 or 12 or 14. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. They're, I got some big ones like that in the tank. I bet. Dude. And they have, uh, they're like gray with like burgundy, like bangles along them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So copper wire. Yeah. Copper wire, like just some like maroon. Yeah. You know, medium wire. That'd be cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anything like beer tie out where you are? Uh, yes, there is. In fact, I met some uh, some some folks that are with the local chapter in Wounded Warrior, um, the uh, Healing Waters. So uh, I got to get in touch with those guys. They do a, tie, a weekly tie, and uh, but there's no there's nothing like TPR. What's up, TPR? I miss you guys. But yeah, there's there's nothing there's nothing like it. I, I miss it so much. Hey, see if you can get involved with the Battle of Boxwood that's going to go on in, I think, August out there. Right? That would be awesome. That's, yeah, that's their version of the uh, two-fly we have at Rose River. Yeah, you sent me a video on that. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to yep. try to get in on that. The two, you're doing the two-fly again this year, right? Yeah, we got the email today. Nice. Yes. I use your tactic when I'm getting skunked with, uh, am I allowed to say it, with the, your uh, the trailer fly on your little uh, bacon? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. So your little uh, wiggly worm, that thing slays, stripping it through just a deep hole. I mean, whenever I'm getting skunked, I throw that little rig on, and it usually does a trick. Yeah, I, I caught a, a Crucian carp on that worm the other day. I've never caught a Crucian. Nice. And if you, people don't know, it's C-R-U-C-I-A-N. And uh, I got, like, a the fattest largemouth I've ever caught at the outflow last, like, Tuesday or Wednesday. Overcast, high tide, and uh, I had an articulated minnow. With that as the dropper, and boom, they went for the, the worm. That's really cool. I think it was a beast. And, you know, fishing here, I didn't know what it was till I landed it. So we got it in the net. I was like, holy crap, dude, that's a bass? I thought it was going to be a carp or <laughs> something else, yeah. man. Yeah. It was behemoth. Nice. That's really cool, man. Nice. Yeah. So what kind of rods are you fishing? Do you have to go, like, for stiffer rods, for high sticking? Are you doing... Yeah, you know, delicate soft tips. I put my friend on. Uh, yeah, I got the four. I got a four weight ten foot and that six foot ten uh, ten foot too. I really like the the length on that to nymph and then throw some streamers. But my five weight eight six uh, H two is just kind of perfect for everything. And I have a nine foot four weight that I use a lot too. Uh, but the wind here is pretty pretty gnarly, so it's it's like nothing less than four or five is gonna you know unless you're pretty good caster uh but yeah so a five weight is definitely been the go-to and then before i had broken it throwing that six weight for streamers and stuff 
And like I said, man, down and across really works. So having that extra length to even just high stick or even like just swing is really, really nice. And, um, but yeah, the, the, the five weight I'd say is probably my go-to. And would you consider a drag very important out there on your reel for fighting fish or are you mostly <laughs> stripping them in? Dude, are you kidding me? I wish I had a drag. I've been fishing clicking paws and I've got my ass kicked a few times. So I, I bought an access reel and yeah, the other drag helps. So, <laughs> but you know what? There's nothing as, you know, there's nothing like trying to, you know, the clicking paw and getting them in with that. I actually, so get this. I stuck, um, I stuck a really nice fish last Sunday. I, did you see it? I posted it, but they, um, that was with my friend and I was, he's like, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't really getting onto it. And so I said, all right, well, I saw some rising fish and I went down and I didn't have a leader and I didn't have my five weight. I didn't even have a four weight. I only had my three, three weight, seven, six. And so I made this freaking crazy leader with zero X to four X to five X to six X to seven X. And it was super light and it was so hard to turn over. But, um, I stuck a really nice fish with that, that really janky leader and uh, the three weight, and it took me forever to get them in, but it was a really nice cupo. And that was off the. Uh, that was actually off your pattern. Do you know that that little hot spot midge BWO ambiguous kind of like? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't tie. You those. didn't tie that. No. Oh, I was brilliant. I was. I was bragging on you, brother. I was like, yeah, it's my friend. He's. He's all right. Yeah. We took a lot yeah. of fish with that actually, because I went back up to my friend, and there were some guys that were kind of we were fishing with and i said hey here take, take this fly and you know that's what they're eating and we caught a bunch but who tied it i want to say that was probably from the back to the orvin's clearance sale in 2000 that flies dirty yeah i'm gonna yeah. try to re- recreate it it's like a little clink hammer size 24 um yeah, yeah. A little red, red red white puff on top uh, or something yeah 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 and you actually can see that thing it's like they i can't believe you can i can't believe you can see it midge kind of deal but it had like more of a clink hammer merger style hook so it sat yeah. a little bit lower and i like that that style of hook because the way it lays in the water i think it's just easier to get a, a better hook up yeah yeah i did, did the trick that day for sure um definitely lots of fun but as far as uh leaders go yeah, like I said, long, long, soft leaders, and that one was a little too soft, but I got it done, and it was it was quite quite a uh, quite the battle, yeah, for sure. What about um, El Nino? Are people saying that's affecting it all? Are you guys getting like different precip? Yeah, for a little bit there we were, but I think that's kind of passed. Uh, I don't know. There's a there's a lot of people here that I think really focus on the moon more than anything and and that affecting the fishing you know so you don't have tides anymore what what do they say the moon does it's just brighter yeah those fish feed at night so you know a lot of night fishing when the full moon's out and uh just a lot of like you know hey if it's been you know, half moon or quarter moon the fishing during the day is going to be better I, I don't know you know these are people's opinions Right. Do you miss the uh, having to check tide charts before you go out? No, because I never got it right at all. That's a little lewd. We always be like, oh, it's high tide. You know, it, and the, the, there's variables. So it would be like, yeah, it'd be high tide, but it'd be like, you know, not what we Windy, thought. Windy, yeah. but, but there's a full moon, and then there's like a flood right. a week ago. Right. Yeah. So those variables are kind of hard to get your uh, thumb under. And so, yeah, uh, I don't miss that at all. You're going to miss the Shadron? Some snakeheads mixed in? Yeah, I am going to miss that. I'm going to miss... 
trying to get striper freaking remick out there has got it kind of dialed in with with the uh, with the striper i watched him uh jig up a freaking couple picks last year that was cool what's up remick yeah holt and i definitely have a weekend set one day to go up there and bottom bounce those things oh it's a lot of fun man it is yeah it is i i i just I didn't get in. I just didn't get into any. And, you know, I was watching other guys, like, you know, Rem McDonough. And I was like, damn, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. But I just, I just never, never hooked up with him. And we now have Matt working at the shop who works also at Fletcher's. So, oh, yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, man. Oh, that's so we're, that we're awesome. going to have him like reserve boats for us off the record. Oh, he did that for that me. Is- he did that for me. Uh, anyways, I know because I'd call ahead of time and be like, dude, how many boats are left? I remember he, he snagged me one or two last year. Yeah. He just bought a Regal Vice too. Did he? Yeah, man. Yeah, those things are freaking serious. You'll love them. Yep. Uh, let's see. So, it, are people saying like winter's different? I mean, like, are, are you having to adjust like fingertipless gloves more? A lot of layering. Yeah, yeah, dude. Gloves are paramount. There's, there's been some some freaking cold cold days out here. I was I was up on, uh, you know, South Platte throwing streamers the one one day and i was so cool i had a car hard on a bunch of layers gloves the big bomber hat um and it's you know good good base layer it's it's freaking cold but like i said i moved a little bit south so it's been a bit forgiving in where i've been fishing and yeah i mean you know what sucks about about it all though is like the the nighttime and when that sun's off you it's just so cold here but when that sun's on you you know it's 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 kind of okay so yeah, then once it goes behind the mountain, you're like, all right, time to dude, pack it yeah, up. Yeah, you just the yeah, guides you, freeze immediately. Gosh, yeah, for sure. I think that is one of the craziest things about Colorado so far that I've noticed is just it. You get out of dodge whenever that sun goes on, for sure. Yeah. Um, have you used or you should use the Dermatone face um, face bomb? It keeps you from getting windburn. It comes in like a little silver dollar size tin. Is that right? And yeah, you put that on your cheeks and your nose, like below your shades, and completely keeps you from just getting torn up by the wind. Dude, the wind out here is freaking serious too. Yeah, there were times where Tom and I were out on the Colorado River outside Kremlin in the winter, and it's like 15 below <laughs> with winds, and we're just getting shredded by snow. But they're biting, so I think we like went and got Vaseline and just like covered our faces <laughs> with it. Yeah, that would, that would work. Yeah, I've been sticking to whiskey. And that that seems to do the trick. Stranahan's? No. Isn't that the Colorado whiskey? Uh, but you can now you can get it out here now. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I just been sticking to my um, Redemption Rye. It's my go-to. I've been doing a lot of Eagle Rare. Oh, really? Yeah, I kept hinting to my wife, you know, about a bottle of Blantons, <laughs> you know, maybe for, maybe for the holidays, and I think it, it just completely went in one ear and out the other. I don't think she listens to anything I say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, I'll be like, <laughs> we'll be talking, and she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, the house is on fire. She's like, that's nice, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's any consolation, Tiles is not listening to me either. So, you know, yeah. whatever. It's been fi- we've been together for 15 years, man. She's heard it all. Yeah. <laughs> she's probably heard a couple of fly fishing stories, too, I'm sure. She, yeah. I was like, hey, uh, podcasting tonight. She's like, you better have all the doors closed to the basement. I don't want to hear that ass. <laughs> oh, man. That's harsh. I was like, it's with Justice. She's like, I've heard enough fishing for a lifetime. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Dude, I'll never forget when we were up at the the 
the fly tying event and and you had those keys <laughs> it was her birthday too right yeah oh. so if those who remember I, I i drove to tie fest which now is i believe february 20th um, but it was on march 7th and i planned on going there and getting back before i took her out to dinner and i get there and i get a text like five minutes into the event hey are my car keys in your pocket and, and sure enough so she had to like uber around town and She's not happy. Nah. I she didn't talk to me for like two hours after I got home. I even brought her flowers and a, a fifth of uh, Woodford. Yeah, we definitely stopped at the, the liquor store for that. Sh- for sure. That place was sketchy liquor store, dude. There's so much dust on those bottles. Dude, I'm not even going to lie. I was I was pretty hammered. I, we had Bloody Marys, and I wasn't oh, tying. Such a great event. Yeah, it was such a great event. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Pat Cohen was up there. I was. Uh, I got some of his, um, what was those, uh, Helgermite little things those things are awesome yeah those yeah. those felt you got those out, out west i'm sure we do i don't know I, i'm sure something will eat it dude it yeah. just looks like food uh, yeah i'm gonna throw that for some smallies or something this year his his new stuff is ridiculous that dude's a beast yeah we'll have him on i think next week. are you serious oh yeah right on i remember I gotta, uh gotta talk to everyone before we meet up at somerset yeah Speaking of which, this weekend is the Denver Fly Fishing Show. Right, yeah. Come see me up at uh, the Angling Bookstore. I'll be working. Excellent. Are you going to sign books for people? <laughs> I don't have any books. but if Hey, uh, I, I'm uh, – I'm, uh, and you can just be like, yeah, that's – You think people hey, – Bob Cla- I'm Bob Clouser. <laughs> hey, I'm Bob Clouser. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. So R- Rich Strollis, I know, is headed out from Connecticut, so definitely go talk to Rich. All right, cool. His streamers, dude, will get you some, some hogs. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of streamers, that uh, that streamer strip set book, that's been awesome. Oh, uh, the George Daniel, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. His his talk at, at the show in uh, North Carolina was awesome. Was it? Yeah. So I got to write. I got a whole. I want to get him on for like two hours. That dude is so analytical when it comes to fishing. It, he's on a different like, you know, level with the way he perceives everything. I want to find out all about how he does it. Yeah, he's he. Yeah, that's a great word for him. Is analytical. You can tell in his writing. I I think it's fabulous. So I mean, like the the streamer game for me has been you know it's just always hit or miss. So he's helping me dial it in. I think. Yeah. And actually, kind of understanding biology and science with it because we never do that. I think with streamers, like uh, you know, I'll take forever and examine what what sort of stage this mayfly is at or how to fish with this mayfly or you know all that. But we don't really ever you know do that with streamers. Yeah, man. And then sink tips. He was all about that. Dude, I love sink Specifically, tips. Specifically, sure. yeah, for for Rich Strollis's flies and for Mike Schmidt's flies. Dude, it's it's my, I I would rather throw a sink tip any day than some junky ass leader with a bunch of split shot on it. Yeah. I'm going to get the Orvis bank shot sink tips for the Shad run. Oh, that'd be perfect for that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, uh, man, I may I'm going to have to pop out for the Shad run. You'll see me. Excellent. Yeah, I'll fly in for sure because I can't leave little dudes hanging out there. Right, right. He'll be lost. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, uh, what did he just? He won the rod. He won that rod. Yeah, yeah, he did. He won that freaking recon. Recon nine foot recon seven weight with a mid arbor reel to donated by Orvis. I want to thank Orvis and our district manager Kathy for getting that, and that was uh. We raised fourteen hundred dollars for Frogman Outdoors the last beer time. Oh yeah, that's great, man! Frogman Outdoors is a great program. Uh, so let's talk beer. Oh yeah, that's something I can really talk about. 
how much Odell's have you consumed? Oh, a lot, man. Ooh. Oh my gosh. They're so good. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's I, that's my favorite beer that I, I can't get. I do. I, I have to say, honestly, I, that's, you nailed it. That's been my favorite brewery out here. Yeah. So when I was 16, I flew out to Fort Collins to go visit my um, old earth science teacher. He, he took us to South America on a school, not school sanctioned trip, but a bunch of students in, in high school. And he was doing paleohydrology. Wow. Ancient floods. And he took me there and we got two growlers, went back to his place and grilled up some, some burgers. And I was like, dude, this beer is awesome. He's <laughs> like, and so we, we drank like the whole trip. Uh, and then going home, I took two growlers of like 90 shilling. I'm 16. Maybe I was 17. Now going into senior year, I was 17. Wow. And, uh, Nobody questioned me on the airplane or anything <laughs> like full on, just like go through the radar metal detectors with two growlers of beer. And my buddies and I sat outside this girl's birthday party drinking it. Dude, that's, that's hilarious. It was oh so good. But you can tell that's like, pre nine 11. You couldn't get that on it. If you tried nowadays, uh, it was Richard Reed, the shoe bomber. We were flying to Wisconsin the morning. The liquid band went into effect. Mm, wow. And this woman in front of us, was going somewhere exotic for her wedding and they made her throw out like you couldn't carry anything on hmm. like like i was throwing out like a, a, like contact solution they're like throw it out <laughs> and she had to throw out all her makeup like if you want to see an angry woman bride that chick turned into bridezilla we all stepped <laughs> back because she was like that's like a thousand dollars i just threw out she why wouldn't she just check her bag i don't know Be like hey check this man i'm not i'm not throwing that suit yeah, I miss traveling with like a flask because then you get your Coke and then you just fill it up with some Sailor Jerry. Well, Dan told me you can. So Dan told me this trick and it works. You can get on those little um, airplane bottles. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. And you just technically can't open. Them, right, but right, right. Yeah, I'm not TSA. Yeah, I fish. You know. Yeah, I'm so dude. I'm surprised. So I just went back for the Christmas fish with a bunch of stuff in my my luggage, and they they stopped me. But I think it was because I picked up some sinkers out there. And um, I think that's what made them actually open it on because they didn't they didn't care about my vice, my hooks, any of that stuff that was in my carry on, except for when I came back and I had some singers. So I don't know they tore it open and they found my regal vice and like what the hell is this? Oh, I've been questioned so many times about traveling with a vice. Yeah, they're like, what is this? And I was like, oh, what kind of like butt plug tool is this? <laughs> and I'm like, nah, man, it's wrong bag, man. It wouldn't come out. That handle would not come back. No, out. it's just ugh, it's ugly. Yeah. Well, I, you know, oh, the, by the way, I, I've got the tie wheel now on my Regal. Yeah, those are sweet. I saw that. It's pretty cool, man. It's it's definitely making me like my area is a mess, but it's keeping it clear, like hooks and beads and it's all magnetic. So like if I drop something, it just lands. It might bounce a little bit and then just sticks. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. This, I saw that on uh, Instagram. Those guys are cool. Yeah. And the whole thing's modular. Like there's pizza pie pieces that like pop off. They're magnetic. Yeah. So you can like, there's like six of them. You can move them all around, and yeah, that's really cool. Dope. Yeah, that's really cool. They should, they should be at the. I don't know about Denver, but they'll be at Somerset. Oh, will they? Yeah, I look from my Denver. Yeah. So those, to those guys. Are. So what? What about food? Have you been putting honey on your pizza crust? No, no, dude. Food here is. Uh, it's, you know, I'm a little disappointed about the springs in that in that regard. There's not really much character. There's a lot of chains and stuff like that. But I found some some okay stuff. Uh, 
No. Like a lot of chili, like green chili, red chili. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of that, that stuff. Awesome. Yeah, it's so good. So I was down, dude, you'll love this. I was down about to fish um, around uh, the Arkansas, and there was a, uh, I guess, a breakfast joint, bar slash jabar. So I went and got a breakfast sandwich. Freaking biscuit, egg, sausage, biscuit. Oh, and they put it on top of hash browns and then just smothered everything in like sausage gravy. And out here, that'd be $39. You probably paid like five bucks. Oh, it, was, it wasn't even five. It was like, it was oh like four God. and some change. And I got a beer greasy for like bastard. two bucks. Oh, dude, it was so good. Total greasy bastard. I am a greasy bastard now, yes. Yeah. I got married, so I mean, hey, the joke's on her. I'm just going to let myself you got go. A dad, you got a dad bod without being a dad. Oh, dude. Hey, I hope that that's a still thing. it's still a thing. The dad bod. Is it? I hope so. I hope so, man. That's the best thing to happen to me since like, oh, I don't know what. Well, my, my wife just joined our, our local gym since we moved. She hadn't joined. And I had to take my daughter to swim lessons yesterday. Nice. Just the amount of spandex in there. Uh, things have changed in, in five years since I quit working out. Makes me almost want to go back. <laughs> this is just people watch? That's all I do in the gym. Yeah. It's people watch, man. Just sit there. And, and there's a heated pool with a slide in the gym. Is that right? The dude, yeah, that thing's got like six turns on it. Nice man, that's awesome. Yeah. What 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 gym is that? Um, Lifetime maybe. Nice. I never even heard of it. And Kiersey's taking swim lessons, man. So she did this thing called Swim First, which like it's in a strip mall, and she like for 120 bucks for like four weeks, she basically blew like rubber duckies around the surface. She was out there yesterday, like on her back with a pool noodle, like going back and forth. Are you serious? I was like, dude, it was a waste of money. Like <laughs> another place. You ever see the league? I think uh, Ralphie calls that water survival. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Well, let's talk fishing. I, I feel like uh, I wasn't articulate yeah. enough about about, what about, what, about what's going on out here. I mean, yeah. Oh, what are there brands that you see are more popular out there? Like, like is Ross and Fish Pond big? Because yeah, Fish Pond's and, like, huge. Scott Rods. Yeah, Fish Pond's huge. There's um, Sage is big. With the rods, I've seen, I've seen a lot of sage rods. Uh, you know, Winston's glass is made to come back. The blue halos, I see them everywhere. Those are cool. Yeah, those are pretty. Those are really cool. Sweet. I want to like, get my hands on one of those. Yeah, if you see Courtney up at uh, Denver, give a shout out. I still want that five weight. Yeah, I will for sure. I can't wait to get up there, talk some shop. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. So where are your next fishing adventures going to be? You got, you're going to go like north, south, east, west. I want to uh, go, go up to Oregon and hang out with some uh, some crazy dudes over at the uh, bird watching sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that stuff, man. I mean, honestly, there's I, I got some. I got to get on the Blue River and then the Dream Stream. I'd like to fish more. Um, yeah, I, those are those need to be explored. I'd like to get up past the light on the Arkansas. Um, all that is uncharted so far. Yeah, you know, I think right now I'm focusing on tailwater, so because of the winter. But this spring, man, it's on. I'm going to head up north. 
Uh, hopefully, Ben invited me to uh, maybe do some drifts up there with him. That'd be awesome. He, he's on the cover of Fly Fisherman right now. Dude, he, oh, is he really? Yeah, he's in. He's in that. Um, he's in that book too. He stuck a freaking beautiful brown. I'm like flipping through, and there's Ben on that strip George Daniel book, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's that's Ben. It's freaking sweet. It, yeah, dude, sweet man. But yeah, so I'd like to go do a couple of drifts with him because he sort of looks like he's got that figured out up there. Which especially, dude, go up to like the tailor with him. Yeah, he'll put you on some. They're just Jurassic Park up there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said to uh, launch in the public and then just be able to go through that private water. And if you get up to uh, to to Krusty Butt. Yeah, Butte, man, you got to go to the secret stash for pizza. Yeah, you know, what? Like, I was just up there. I fished shit. the I fished the Taylor. Is it? Yep. Yeah, Taylor and the Gunnison. Ta- so Taylor's up that way. Okay, cool. Because I I was up that way to ski. If you dressed up as Santa, you got twenty dollar uh, lift tickets. So my wife and I went nice. up there. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a load of fun. Look for that next. And year. then in the, in the summer, you can just hop over to like Aspen. Yeah, a little place or called just, Aspen. Yeah. And then you can go down and do the fork and the frying pan. And then you can also cross over um, to Buena Vista and then hit all that and then go do the dream. And and if you get up to uh, South Park, man, you go hit Dorothy's homemade tamales at the, the bowling alley. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, I'm, yeah. I mean, all that, all that stuff you just had mentioned is on my list. I didn't get there in the fall. I've been sort of hugging the tailwater here and just waiting for it to warm up a bit and some, some uh, bugs to get active. And I'm going to get to yeah. it for sure. Cause I mean, right. I mean, I know a lot of people catching fish on the blue and, and if, Oh, and the kokanee up there. I want to catch this uh, fall. They run, right? Yeah, man. That's the one that comes out of 11 mile. Yeah. I'm definitely that. Gonna... And just like the most sick Browns. Like you look at Landon Mayer's pictures. Yeah. Um, and he, he, you know, he definitely targets those, those Browns. He knows where to find them and, and how to get him. Yeah. We had him on the podcast last year, too. Did you? Yeah, he was at Somerset. Yeah, I think I, I think I remember that. Hey, there's a lot of big browns, 11 mile. I, I stuck a few with uh, some streamers that were nice. They like the, they like the hide, man. They, uh, they're they not like – so I get more cut bows up there than anything because the, the way I like to fish, you know, top service, you know, um, either fishing the film or fishing dries. But I catch more, more of the cut bows that way. But when I do throw streamers, and you hit that pocket water, those browns are freaking everywhere. They're beautiful too, yeah. man. I love that in the canyon where it's narrow and like you literally have to climb. I fish from the bottom up and you literally have to like dig your fingertips in and like climb up over these boulders with your rod in your mouth yeah. and then throw that bacon streamer with like three BB split shot with the loop knot and jerk the S out of it. And man, they will, you will see this white mouth come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I bet, dude. Uh, yeah, you know, that's my favorite. My favorite fishing is plunge pools in a tailwater like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also, you drive through those like blown out hillsides in the mountain. Like that. It's like a, a train tunnel. Yeah. 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 Dude. Those. Okay. So I'm not going to give any cool spots ride. away, but those are, if you start to see stuff like that, you might be, you, you may or may not be, not be in some, some nice areas. I'm not gonna say, but um, I I I know what you're talking. Those are great. That that area is freaking awesome. And 
I need to get you some mice for the summer for the dream stream. I threw some mice um, up at um, some private water on the Ar- Arkansas, and I had a huge take. I I don't know what happened. He just didn't he didn't eat it. I must have stripped it right out of his mouth. But yeah, I I'd love yeah. Give me some mice because I only have had one pattern, and it was kind of shitty. I just tied it with, and I'm not really that great at spinning deer hair, so it was it's okay. But it yeah. I'll get you some splat rats. So what's the deal with that? Do you just do it down? Because I just was throwing it like down and throwing it right across and uh, stripping the shit out of it. Yeah, so strip and move the rod tip back and forth like you're uh, – like what's I'm, I'm shaking my hand. Almost like you're fishing a uh, just like a popper where you give it a little – Yeah, the thing should just skate and wobble all the way across. Okay. I just saw some video on YouTube, I think – where this guy has like a large mouth and just a bear tank and just dangled a mouse over it and then dropped it in. And that thing just sucked the mouse in. It like spit it out a couple of times, but yeah, it eventually, and this is like a 12 inch bass, even like a four inch mouse. Wow. It was gnarly. That is so freaking crazy. Yeah. I think we underestimate the, the predatory side of fish. I mean, how many, how many images have there been recently of just like 12 inch Browns taking like a six inch, streamer or even pulling like a six inch freaking baitfish sucker out of its mouth it's like half Absolutely. yeah it's it's crazy especially those brownies and those big rainbows and stuff yeah they're freaking crazy man what about night fishing you out at night at all yeah i have um i caught some nice fish and you know i i threw mouse patterns they didn't do anything for me so i threw um i just threw some woolly buggers you know some bigger size four woolly buggers conehead and caught some nice rainbows yeah, they they're they're definitely eating at night. That's that's a no-brainer. And have you uh, figured out a pattern for when the trichos are coming off? You can do like floaters, sinkers in the film. Yeah, dude, in the film, honestly, the, I have not that's something I could probably use a couple flies for with the trichos. They're really hard. I mean, I've done okay with just the RS2 in the film with it to be completely honest with you. Off of little, little black RS2. Yeah, blacker, blacker or gray. Yeah. So also, how's the litter situation out there? Is it as dirty out there as it is here? Oh my god! People gosh, actually no respect way, things. People respect stuff out here. It's awesome. You know, that's that's something that I, I don't miss about the East Coast at all. And like you said, the pressure on the East Coast is so annoying. I mean, I I don't see people for days out here, and wow. it's awesome. I love it. There were at least a dozen dudes on Four Mile on Saturday between Mount Vernon and Route One. Really? Were they? Oh, it was. They weren't fly fishers, were they? Yeah. Really? And like three or four spin guys. Huh. Well, it you was. Keep... I mean, it, granted, it was like sixty-five degrees. Yeah. On like January second. Yeah. So, have you fished any for, for trout that way at all? I mean, four miles is obviously your your bread and butter. No, we were supposed to go to Beaver last week, but then Art. Art and Trent got a you know a trip to go float to Jackson with Matt Miles. Yeah, I heard about that. That's they told me they're throwing they're, just big streamers the whole time. They caught some nice fish. They said. Yeah, they're doing uh, musky tomorrow. Are they? Yep. I would love to to chase a musky. Uh, have you have you stuck one on the fly yet? No, I had a client catch a fingerling and then like a three footer and Burke in the same day. That's cool. But he caught on a copper John, so I think he, he just flossed it. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. I mean, it was crushing like bluegill and bait, and I was like, just <laughs> throw it in there. Yeah, right. Hey. I figured he'd hook a bluegill, and then it would eat the bluegill. Yeah, that wasn't and a bad thought. No, at all. dude, we got like we got this. 
it got to the boat and he's looking at me on a five weight. We're talking like eight pound tippet. And we landed this thing. And I was like, ah, I'm just going to break it off for you, dude. I'm not touching that fish. <laughs> I didn't even have like any kind of net with me. Yeah. But Art and I are going to go trolled out there probably the next week or so. Yeah, that's has some scuds with you. That that place is freaking awesome. That was my home. I I would have to say be the beaver. Um, it was my home water for sure. I love that stream, man. So nice. You can throw streamers if it's a little off color, and you'll do really well. Or just throw you know some scuds. And um, the dry fly out there is the sulfur hash out there is awesome. Awesome, man. Are you going to use some of your same like sulfurs and, and scuds? I mean, the fish out west, they, they're not like, uh, that's an East Coast fly. Right. No, you know, I had thrown that scud pattern that cleans up on the east out here when I was on the Colorado, and I only really used it to get it down. It was my attractor fly, and that's what they that's what the fish ate. So, I mean, you know, there's there's definitely some, some overlap, especially, say, within the nymphs, too. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to throw sulfurs and stuff. I mean. You really gonna tell me that a fish is gonna be that picky where it would take a it would see the you know the small color difference between that and the pelmoy done? I, I I don't know, probably not. If it's the same no. same size. It'd probably be just fine. Probably something it hasn't seen before. Also, yeah, you probably have like the same umqua flies being thrown at these fish yeah. like day after day. Absolutely, and you know what? That's why I um have had a lot of luck with uh just taking my own um having my own go at some of the more famous patterns out here. I tied up a CDC, um, BWL merger where I use like, uh, the CDC as a, uh, parachute, you know, with a foam stem, just wrapping around, making a parachute with it. I mean, it's ugly as sin, but it really works. And I think it might, it sits low, it's buggy. And I don't know if they see it out of here because it's done incredibly, incredibly well. And I also think, too, I'm a firm believer that if you're close enough, it's more on you and your casting ability to put that fly in that lane where that fish is really not going to do too much. And if it's coming right down the lane, you t- I mean, you know, I'm a firm believer. Pretty precise casts out there. What's that? You got a pretty pretty good I I, I think so, yeah. I mean, if you want to get the job done on the top, sur- on the on, on the sur- surface, yeah, absolutely. I mean, all my casts are on a dinner plate, 20 not far, 20 feet, 20 yards, 30 yards, whatever. But they're all on a dinner plate. And, you know, I'm really focusing on timing that fish out, watching it first, letting it get comfortable eating, um, being, like, on stealth mode at all times, getting good, setting yourself up for a good drift, you know, really studying the current seam, seeing how it's going. Where, where if I put that leader uh, or that fly, you know, like, wh- what's it going to do? Um, and, you know, I think that's been more of the challenge, uh, to get into fish than anything. And, and I think if the fly is close enough, you know, it, it will do the job. Now there is a lot of truth to having just a completely wrong fly and they're not going to touch it, but you know, parachute atoms, right size, you put that, you time that fish out, you know, and when it's feeding and have it right on his, uh, nose when it's about to take the next sip. I, I don't think it's too much of a question. So you, you see like definite just rise forms. You just count them and mm-hmm. then just plop it down. Yeah, that's my go-to. I mean, I'll find rising fish, watch them, count them out between when they're eating, and then put it right, and out, right on the nose. Out, out there, you know, 
you're catching most likely other than the sauger like trout whereas out here there could be anything in the streams yeah yeah definitely yeah well the the well just as it is out there there's some a lot of sucker pop and if you're gonna nymph especially you gotta wait you get you you gotta go through some serious sucker action oh whitefish yeah whitefish too for sure People can still consider whitefish like uh, trash fish out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why though. They do, and these and suckers too. Dude, I caught like a twenty-five inch sucker. That thing was awesome. I caught it on a little yeah. disco. No, I'm sorry, a rostamidge, which was like the color of uh, the the Jamaican flag, like yellow, red, and green. It was awesome. It was a cool little fly, and um, that was just a drift fly shop. Those guys are those guys are cool. Uh, but they uh, this this sucker ate that thing. And I thought it was a huge trout, and then I realized it was a sucker. But I was still pretty stoked on it. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why people get so freaking butthurt about different species. I know it's not a trout, but you know, you're still catching something. It's not like you're catching a gizzard shad, which is just the most <laughs> disgusting thing ever. Yeah, I do. And what was up last year with with the shad run? There was those gizzard shad were way more active uh, than than any other shad I ran when into. We had that when we had that flood. There were like ten thousand of them at the base of Pimmit Run. Really? Like, like literally, I was just, like, kicking them to get them out of the way. Oh, they just don't move. And they were, like, 18 inches long. There's some big ones. Just, oh. There's some definitely some big ones. Yeah. Oh, the Shad Run. Oh, my gosh. That is a blast. Yeah, I'm already getting ready, man. I've already tied up, like, 100 Snow White Damsels. I start. I've only got 100 uh, size 4 streamer hooks left before I go to the, the Fly Shack. Nice. Somerset show, so uh, yeah. definitely going to start knocking out some more and just getting ready for that. You got those things dialed. I, I definitely have to say, yeah, the the shad puff of yours, and then the the that other one with the the white wire or like uh, tubing. Uh, shad buster. Yeah, the shad buster is nice. I like that fly. Named named by my kid for a schnauzer on Instagram. <laughs> That's cool. Now, uh, that girl. She accused me yesterday. I had like a bottle of water in the car, and she's like, I- "I'm thirsty." I was like, "All right, here's here's some water." She, is this from your fish tank? <laughs> like what fish tank? Like, um, no. She's a cutie. Yeah, man. She's she was not not cute tonight. Trying to put that one down. Really? Wow, that's a bummer. Uh, she, be a ter- well, she had a you know long day at school, and then play date. She was just exhausted. And I made stuffed shells for dinner, and she just wanted, like, plain shells and dip it in, like, tomato sauce. Like, that's so boring. She's a kid, I man. I could punish some stuffed shells, man. Like, just ricotta. Yeah, you put some ricotta in there. I, well, honestly, I didn't like ricotta when I was at her age either, man. That, that stuff's like like cottage cheese and that stuff. Yeah. They, it, honestly, if she could live off of fruit snacks, she would. <laughs> well, I mean, I would, too, to be yeah. completely honest. Some, some gushers, they need to make some like gushers. some uh, some some healthy versions of gushers because I know that stuff's probably like high fructose corn shit. But I was I was always a fan of Farley's purple fruit snacks, and at Costco it was grape, strawberry, and cherry. It was a box, three boxes, literally just taped together with a tape gun. So I would undo the tape and put three boxes of the grape ones together, and then like stick them back together with the tape, and then I could just get like straight up three boxes of the one I like. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 clever not as bad as my buddy who wanted uh they're like pickled chinese sausages he's like man i could go for one of those 
So you just like opened the thing and like went, we were like ten. Yeah. Like went el- elbow deep in that thing, pulled oh. up his hands and just like walked around the store eating them. He, dude, he was ten eating that. That's gross. He would eat spam, man. Our bait. We were trying to catch bluegill. Yeah. Oof, spam. Well, dude, last time you were at the fly fishing show, show you were walking around with cheese whiz. Oh, the aerosol cheese. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I may have sold cheese for a living at a gourmet store, but I still can appreciate aerosol cheese and Velveeta now comes in squeezy pouches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you worked at Cheese Steak, right? Yeah, man. I <laughs> some cheese there. Yeah. Yeah. That that place is that place is great. Delray. Yep. Yeah, man. I, the the variety store closed. I got nowhere to get my my wormy materials. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Bummer, man. Bummer. So, how's the TPFR doing? What are you guys up to out there? So, um, uh, we, we're, we're starting off. You know, Dan's gone, so ah, we have uh, Dalton's the president. His girlfriend is just called first lady. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you know, we probably had a hundred ten people. <laughs> like Whitlow's was actually a little. A little overwhelmed with us. Were they really? Yeah, we just had more people than they were expecting. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, that's great. I'm glad that, you know, Dan's departure didn't mean the demise. And, you know, it shouldn't have been. Yeah. So that's that's great, man. Yeah, the forum is still mostly like Gene. Yeah, yeah. He, Turbine Blade. He loves yeah. that freaking forum, man. Um, yeah, I just had to go on today and say that felt souls are the devil. They are. I, I was okay. going to comment, but I thought yours was sufficient. Vessels are yeah, terrible, man. especially when you I drink a little too much one. whiskey and you're on the Savage and there's all that Didymo and you're just freaking falling there's, everywhere. There's no slicker river I've ever experienced than the Savage. Oh my gosh, dude. I can't, I can't even I handle it. I busted my hump. Like even with a waiting staff, like the next morning I wake up in my tent and I'm just like, did I play like tackle football without pads? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That place is treacherous. I went up there with little ludes up there and. Oh, I I busted my knee so bad. I got I caught I caught a fish and it was like I'm done, going back, just sitting by the fire, and then that's exactly what I did because I hurt so damn bad. Yeah. Ugh. If it was closer, I'd fish it all the time. Yeah, I mean it is a nice stream. Yeah. Maybe you know maybe if Holmes Run could be a bottom release, we could have trout there year round. But you know finding Santeria sacrifices on that creek and two dead bodies. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the riffraff kind of take all the fish before we get to them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, my friend Mitch, um, he caught some trout on homes a month or two ago. Yeah. There, there's some big ones. We lost one on the wormy and, uh, I, I do a chartreuse bugger for my clients there because the tailwater, it's so, so much algae. Everything's just black. You can't see anything other than chartreuse. Hmm. And I was like, you literally, I taught I me mean, that there's that one spot every year. So you throw it right there. You're going to hook a fish. Yeah. Sure enough. And then I just, that's where I got all my, uh, my new scuds and my crest bugs from for the tank. They got some, they had some scuds in there. Oh, there's tons of scuds. Really? Well, there weren't for like a year hmm. and then they were just everywhere. The crest bugs, man, they're making a comeback. I don't know where they went. Uh, my tank. I think that damn dragonfly eats them all. Well, I'm kind of shocked that the water quality must not be too bad then. And what are those three finding in there? Um, Hydrocyche, green snot, rockworm caddis. Yeah. Uh, like four inch long helgramites. Yeah. Wow. They're but, pretty sensitive. No, yeah. No stoneflies. I counted. I've got four like big Eastern goldens in my tank right now. Do you really? 
but those are from uh, those are from Riverbend. Are they? Oh, that, that's interesting. Yeah, I'd probably have like thirty clams in my tank right now. I got about five or six from the outflow at Homes uh, Four Mile, which is you know weird because he he's the one clam that doesn't burrow. He's sitting on top. He must just be so messed up from all the estrogen and other things in that water. <laughs> I should call it she. It just sits on top of the rocks. Yeah, that's not probably normal, huh? No. <laughs> like all of them, like as soon as you dump them in, they bury themselves. This one's just sitting right exposed. <laughs> yeah, it's four miles. Mosquito, mosquito fish gives me the stink out right now. Nice. You got a lot going on in that little little tank there. It's better than TV, man. There's no repeats. <laughs> nice. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. There's some like thread thin, three quarter centimeter long, like wiggly white worms that'll just go across the water column, and the black nosed dace just pound them. I don't even know what they are. Wow. I don't know if they're like midges swimming to the surface, but yeah, man, those black nosed dace just they see those things and they. That's that's super fascinating. You got some black nosed dace in there. That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of turban blade, he was he throws those at four mile. So did you, are there are there black nose days in there? Is that where you got them? Uh, I got them from the creek right here, did you? which is Long Branch. Long Branch is good. There's a nature center on Long Branch. It's got an owl, yeah. man. It's sweet. It's got like a I think it's a barn owl, and it's just right on that little river there. They got a little like outdoor sanctuary for it. It's awesome. Sweet. Yeah, man. Yeah, go check that out with, uh, your, with your daughter. Well, she looks like an owl. She got them big eyes. <laughs> That's why everything in her room is owls. <laughs> it's like her spirit animal. Well, Randy Quaid's my spirit animal. I just figured that out not too long ago. Did he just get busted again? Probably. He, he crossed the border from into Vermont, <laughs> Maine, and. Yeah, but dude, that's how I've been playing it, man. That's how I've been. Fi- I've been my style of fishing has been like I, what I call the Randy Quaid style. I just get a cigar, wait for rising fish. I mean, it's not hard. I mean, I'm not nymphing when there's rising fish. Are you smoking those cigars? Or you just chew, dude. Them? You'd be so proud. I've been smoking them. There you go. And uh, honestly, I had I had taken like a, a a bunch of fish, and everyone's still around me nymphing, and I was like, you know, they're hitting dries. Like with the cigar hanging out of my mouth, these guys had a good laugh at it, and then. You know, I'm fighting this fish, and I looked down. And it, was, it was a good fish. I had to like, I had to scurry out of the water right quick and put the cigar down and get into business. But it's been a lot of fun, man. Well, anything else in Scotland you want to touch on? Haggis? Yes. Oh, dude, the haggis is so funny. So Tiles and I, um, you know, we're cruising through Scotland, and there's this like stuffed saber tooth haggis. And Taos believed that the haggis was actually this saber-toothed animal. She didn't, she didn't know what the hell it was. So I kept it going, you know, the whole time. Well, one of the guys I fished with ruined it for me and was like, yeah, no, haggis is – that's like intestine. And she she had no idea. But like intestines no, and lungs. Yeah, it's everything. That's gross. But no, the, the fishing over there was – I, I can't I, – I got to say that the Austrians I met over there – they they were on it you know they gave me that little pink i mean this fly was it was tiny man i mean that, that's one thing i have to say you know going over there around the september time frame make sure you have some small flies you know like size, i think it might be 14 i was fishing a 12 and it was a bit too big and it was pink really nice nice little fly and then a good amount of t14 get down and um yeah i mean as long as you know how to cast you're you're in business but 
lots of fun, man. And you know, I have to really speak to uh, the beats and the way that they fish over there because it's such a better system. You know, we go up to the Salmon River or, you know, even the Elk River or whatever that is in New York, and there's this water wall, guys. I, I can't, I can't, I can't do it, you know. After fishing that, you get your own beat, you get your own little run, and you, you have this whole section, and you work it, and then you do the morning session, and then an afternoon session, you got two little runs, you know, perfect. No one's in your way, you know. No one's, no one's, uh, no one's trying to, like, move in after you catch a fish. It's, it's quite nice. And uh, yeah, so that's about it, man. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, it w- I think we should have Malcolm on at some point. I don't know how we're going to do a podcast from Scotland. Yeah, no, Mal- timing, hey, but- Malcolm, if you hear this, buddy, thank you so much. Uh, he, if it wasn't for him, I would have never stuck anything over there. And I got a yeah. beautiful, a beautiful uh, spawned out Atlantic. It was like, dude, it was like purple. It was so beautiful. Fantastic. And his app against Spay Gilly Partnership app. Yeah. Also known as Spay Gilly on iTunes Store. It's perfect, man. If you're, if you're getting into Spay or even been in, in it for a while, it's, it's a good app. Very cool. All right, man. Well, um, hopefully I'll be out there this summer. Yeah, for sure, Rob. Thanks so much for Drink having me on, whiskey. man. whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, it. man. Take care, buddy. Later. See you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. legendary shows in the outdoors is on waypoint tv don't miss primo's truth about hunting wednesday nights at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment join captain justin leak and meredith mccord for the best fishing action along panama city beach tune in to chasing the sun every sunday at 9 30 a.m eastern on waypoint tv in wild country Rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.